Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Hey, Collider fans, this is John Roca. If you like this show, then you must check out the Adam Carolla Show every weekday in Podcast One. The Ace Man still holds the title of the number one daily downloaded podcast in the world as he complains about whatever's on his mind with his celebrity pals like Dr. Drew Pinsky, Joe Coy, and many, many more. So don't miss it. Weekdays on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Mark Hamill ghosts up and gets back to work. There's some new characters in Episode 9, and uh, Sam Witwer? Yeah, I think he just saved the story group. News at 11. Hello, everybody. 
Get your egg salad sandwiches ready. It's time for the movie trivia showdown. No, it's not. It's time for Jedi Council. That's right, Jedi Council. It's our show where we talk about Star Wars. And guess what we're going to talk about today? Bagels. No, we're going to talk about Star Wars. And I am joined on the council today, starting off with Mr. Kylo Ken himself. Ken Epson. Yeah, I know. I know what you're going through. What's that? Uh, you going? You got. You got the. You got the hops. You're excited. I am. And you're talking all over the place. I love it. I what? do it too when I host the show. Uh, talk about egg salad well, sandwich, bagels, I bagels. Had a, I, I had a real issue with egg salad sandwiches this morning. I like them, but what, you have a problem. It I made hear. me late. Oh, it made me late good. all over the place this morning because yeah, my did. wife wanted to make my daughter an egg salad sandwich instead of letting me get out of the house. And you boil an egg, it takes way more than three seconds. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to make some sense. It doesn't make any sense. Make the kid a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. You throw a, a bowl of cereal together with some fruit, and you're out of the house. Or you know what? Go to 7-Eleven and get a prepackaged egg salad sandwich. Well, that's disgusting, and I love my children, so I wouldn't do that. But what I will tell you is that I don't want to talk to you anymore. I want to talk to Michael Young. Hello, Michael. Fair enough. How are you? What's up, guys? Nice Speaking of egg, sal- egg salad sandwiches, my mom used to make them for me when I was younger, mm. and kids would make fun of me because they what? smell bad, oh, they and they were always soggy by the time lunch came yeah. around. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Love you a whole lot. Well, my wife um, put it in the English muffin, and the kid ate it, and, you know, she's, she's sitting there with the apple juice, and it's like, you, you, you got to rush her. And she's just like, I'm trying to eat my food. Like, no, no, we got to go. Wrap it up. You can't, rush, thing in the road. You you can't rush your kids. Wrap it up. Either. Time to go. And then when we got there, there's traffic all over the place. When yeah. I tried to pull up to the school, it was a disaster. And then yeah. so whatever. Mm-hmm. Screw See, you you're a new father, Michael. Take notes. No yeah. egg salad sandwich. No egg salad sandwich. You can do it, but just do uh, it. If you need to leave the house, you got to yeah, boil the egg. Prep, 20, 20 prep minutes, time. half an yeah, hour. Prep time. And then yeah. one more excuses. Boil first. Yeah, no Early excuses. Boil. <laughs> all right, we're talking Star Wars. And there's some stuff in the world of Star Wars that we're going to chat about because that's what we're here to do. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is, you guessed it, Star Wars movie news. There he is, Mr. Uh, Mr. 5HNP3 himself, to the late, great Mr. John Schnepp. Um, so we are going to talk here about uh, some of the stuff going down. Kenneth, what do you got? Well, uh, I can't say your full name because you use your full name. Uh, we have got, uh, well, it, it was Labor Day here in the States this That's week. That's true. It was. Did you have a nice Labor Day barbecue and egg salad sandwiches? I don't barbecue <laughs> egg salad sandwiches, but I did barbecue a lot of chicken. Oh. Um, I had some, uh, I had some, I, I had, yeah, it was, it was a little, it was stress-free. I had to relax, That's chill good. out, watched uh, the Goonies with my, with my daughter, who liked that very much, and you then I watched a lot that. of Ozark. You deserve all those Thank things. You. I well, appreciate it. I a lot a of hug. us. Would you give me a hug afterwards too? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a hug. Okay, good. Yeah, cool. It. I think uh, Mike's a better hugger. I'm gonna take the hug from Mike. I try. I try. I'm a good hugger. I do what I can. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Mark hugger. Hamill. You heard of Mark Hamill? He does the Luke in the Space Force, mm-hmm. and he uh, tweeted out <laughs> something here on uh, well, the day before Labor Day. Tweeted out this and this. Yep, this is a full story. We're just cop covering what other people already covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always loved the irony of America celebrating hashtag Labor Day by not working. Speaking of irony, I'm posting this today early because at the moment I'm not in the good old USA. And tomorrow, wait for it, I have to work. Love Mark Hamill. Hashtag enjoy your barbecue, barbecuties. Which is that's I like that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you nice. know what? You're a barbecuity. Thanks, buddy. Why is my phone going off? Oh, I just called Ben Bateman by accident. Sorry, oh. Ben. <laughs> he probably uh, thinks yeah. he's. Fired from it happens. Yes. Yeah, it happens. So we, we, you know, I'm not surprised, but it's always fun to know that uh, good old Joker Mark Hamill's having some fun and getting back to work. Yeah, I mean, this is him saying, hey, guys, guess what? I'm starting work on episode nine. You can figure it out uh, if you're <laughs> smart, and most people are smart, so they, they figured it out. Um, I think that this is something that, you know, we, we get excited about because it makes sense, and you look at where they're, this movie comes out in almost a year, mm-hmm. so they're yeah, going to yeah. start shooting. 
very yeah. soon. As they, I mean, as they started I think shooting, it's about right? two months in. They already started the, the, shooting. So in, yeah. now it's time for him. To, he's going to do his scenes. And good. I hope we've talked about this. I hope he has the most screen time at any Force Ghost that we ever saw. I also like the theories and ideas that if you're going to do flashbacks, as they've done a version of a flashback in episode seven. They right. certainly did a flashback in episode eight. If you do a flashback in episode nine, I'm all for it. Give me more of Luke uh, back when he's running around with Kylo, maybe showing a little bit more mm. of what they learned, mm. learn a little bit more of that history. I'm cool with that. And then we see him a lot as a force ghost. And I think it's going to be a different kind of force ghost. I'm excited he started filming. Sign me up, Michael. How do you feel that he started filming? Uh, I'm glad that he started filming, but I'm even more excited about how much, Mark, you can tell that he loves this stuff he loves the fans he loves being involved and because there are he could easily be you know shut off but he's always out you know engaging and talking like hey i'm working on this i got this coming he he really loves it and i i love that he loves it yeah ken i mean i think that's the same thing and he likes he's a, he he is a joker he does yeah. like to tease, <laughs> but he likes to have fun doing it. Yeah. And this is another way for him to basically, like, I, I think, hey, guys, I'm going to go start working on episode nine, but I'm not telling you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a great ambassador for Star Wars. Always has been mm-hmm. at a time when, uh, you know, during an era where, where Harrison was, I, I don't remember. I don't remember being in a Star War. And, and uh, Carrie was uh, writing and doing her own thing. I know Mark was always uh, there and available and happy to be part of this. Um, he had a great voiceover career that launched after that, and so I think he was secure with it and loved the fans. Loved the f- uh, so playing around, he's a great Twitter follow. He's a great Instagram follow, uh, and and it's uh, it's it's always comforting to know that hey, you know Luke's back at working in some capacity. Yeah, and I think that that's what people are going to be excited to see because I do think that there's going to be I think they're going to they're going to use him a lot. I think he's going to I I think he's going to have more screen time in this than he did in eight. I know that's okay. Hmm. I do. Yeah. I, I don't got a problem you know with that. What between. Any any jewels or gems he has to drop on Ray, or any kind of like story that he has to maybe tell to Leia or something, because we know she'll be, yeah. you know, here. You know, there you could be right. There could be a lot of like flashback and you know, I guess memories kind of thing. Well, it's that, and it's also some of the rules that they set up in eight of what Force Ghosts can do with Yoda splitting the tree with mm-hmm. the lightning, whatever mm-hmm. he did. Um, I think that Luke will be the most powerful Force Ghost that we've ever seen. I think that mm-hmm. he will do things that we've never seen. I think that he also made it clear to Kylo that he was going to be around in a different capacity. Yeah, yeah. So I think that he's going to be a pretty big part of this movie. And I think fans will be like, all right, I'm cool with the way that they did that then because I think that would help. If he's just mm-hmm. in it for five minutes, you're looking at another a lot of complaints. Mm. You're looking at a lot of complaints as if he's only in it for like five, ten minutes. So I don't think that's the case. Yeah. All right, what's next? All right, we've got people talking from the set, but not giving spoilers. Oscar oh. Isaac and Donald Gleason, of course, Poe and General Armitage Hawks, respectively, are talking about uh, working with JJ, JJ being back, and some interesting things. Two things were taken from this little article here that uh, Oscar Isaac is talking about the state of the resistance in episode nine. He views them as essentially, quote, guerrilla fighters, adhering closer to something like the revolutionary war fighters, even the guerrillas in Cuba uh, with uh, Che, uh, che and, and Fidel and all these guys living in the mountains, coming down to do some attacks and going back and trying to hide from the, quote, empire of the U.S. It's uh, that kind of ragged at this point. 
And then Donald Gleason goes on to talk about reading the script, the entire script for episode nine, and the feeling the pressure of having the spoilers of the galaxy on his shoulders there. So some interesting jumping off points here in this conversation. Um, it's funny. I have a love-hate relationship with those comments that Oscar Isaac made for these reasons. One, I love the idea of these guerrilla fighters coming down from the, the mm-hmm. caves and, and doing almost like the Red Dawn mm-hmm. or the the rebellion from Empire Strikes Back and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. That's really where we're back as they start to build again. Mm-hmm. The thing I say hate about it is I did want to see at some point the capacity of what the New Republic was like when they were running shop. I know we get that in books and comics sure. and stuff too, but I always wanted to see it on the big screen. I think we still, there's so many movies that we have a chance to do yeah, that. Right, right, right. Um, but I, that's the one thing I wish that we could have seen it at a larger capacity, but it was also set up in eight that this is kind of where we were going. So who cares? Um, but I like that. As far as what Donald Gleason is saying, yeah, that's got to be tough. That you're, you know, that this is the end of this trilogy, and you know all the spoilers. You know everything too. You got to keep your keep your mouth quiet. Don't pull a Marv Ruffalo where they, everyone dies. <laughs> um, like you, you got to be careful with that. And I think that it's also probably exciting to see him because he's been in Seven and knowing where his character goes up to now. He's toast. Now whether or not he's going to die in the first half an hour of the movie or the end, um, he's gone. But what do you think of these comments? Uh, as far as Oscar Isaacs, uh, I, 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 I totally know where you're coming from. I agree with you in that sense of, uh, especially if you, you, know, you grew up reading you know, Heir to the Empire. And I, I'm, you, know, you guys know I'm not a big EU Legends fan, but, but those three books, and, Very and, good. Yeah, yeah. And they, they set Very up good. The, that New Republic. I, I like the direction the story went uh, but I know what you mean. I'd like to see it all out there. I'd like to go back to Coruscant. I'd like to see Hosnian Prime uh, in 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 the in all its glory as the seat of the galaxy, uh, seat of power in the galaxy. Um, uh, but also the story as it is set now, you know, Mothma kind of demilitarizes. It's not as it's glorious. So I, I kind of I, the, the the reboot of the story in a sense, which is what Force Awakens did do, mm-hmm. softly reboot the story and recreated this idea of a new form of rebels. I, I like that. I like where it's going. I'm all in on that. But I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I was just rewatching Rogue One last night, and that shot in the background uh, with the, where uh, they have the flashback to young Jin and Galen and uh, uh, Krennic are talking, yeah. and you see Corson in the background kind of during the day. I'm like, oh, I'd love to just spend a little more time there. I like that kind of stuff. So I, I'm right there with you on that, and then I'll come back about Hux. Where are you land, Mike? Uh, when it comes to Poe, it, it kind of goes back to how I felt that it was so heartbreaking at the end of, you know, episode eight, because, you know, you have Leia and all of her history giving a call out, the final distress call, and no one answers. Right. Do you know how horrible that is? For no one, no one came. Maybe all their phones are off. <laughs> They're like, oh, I missed I miss the right, call. Missed the call. Yeah. <laughs> missed the call while I was sleeping. Yeah. But yeah. Like, it's like no Leia one... put out a GoFundMe and they just liked it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They like they didn't even share it, <laughs> but nobody responded. So now, these guys are literally all they have, and it's what approximately like thirty something people or something. I don't know. It didn't look yeah, like yeah, a lot. Roughly, right. So, thirty to fifty people, and that's it. That's it's not looking good, and it's a sad situation to be in when you look at it. When you're like, hey, these guys, they are trying. You guys aren't even, you're not even, like, sharing their GoFundMe. Right. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I, do, I do think that they're going to have a little bit more, though, because I think they're going to, I don't think it's going to continue right after that. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. probably, because I think that's pro- probably what Lando is probably going to help to do as yeah. well. I still think it's going to be a small number. Um, but And over pockets of the galaxy, it's essentially, again, Empire Strikes Back, where it's going to be these things 
all over the rebellion. The question is, how strong is Ray at this point? Because Ray's going to be mm. the new Luke, and Ray's got to be the one who's going to Ray's got to take out Kylo at some point, um, or whoever these new baddies are going to be. Like, who's the who's the other apprentice? How's it going to play into Snoke? Because that ain't over. So we're going to have some more stuff there. There's going to be those adventures, right? So what we've always had in classic Star Wars. You're going to have whatever. You remember in, in, let's say, Jedi, when Han and Leia and everybody was going through their stuff on Endor. There's Luke going through his thing with the Emperor and um, Vader. And that's what's going to happen in this movie, I believe. And I'm excited for that. So, And I do like the setup because it does continue on from the 7 and 8 where we are. I think eventually, though, I hope they don't get scared to say... Let's go back, you know, five years before the Force Awakens mm-hmm. and make a movie over there. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's put some characters and mm-hmm. stuff too. Let's let's see let's see what happens because this de aging stuff that they're starting to do now, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's not it's not bad. It's great. I just want to walk around in life with that. That's what I'm yeah. telling you, right? <laughs> yeah. But but what I'm saying is that you look at look at the pictures that they already did with Sam Jackson mm-hmm. for um, Captain yeah, Marvel, yeah. right? He looks great. The the Kurt Russell stuff looked good. I mean, Disney's got a hold yeah. on already with Marvel. Let's do that with Mark Hamill in a movie and have yeah. him and, and Kylo Ren sign up Adam Driver for a movie. Let's see the adventures of, of you know, Ben Solo and, and, and Luke because they were six years before Force Awakens. They're running around doing stuff together. Yeah, when everything was when it was all good. Yeah, they, yeah. they were going around looking for Jedi artifacts and doing all this stuff and learning more things, setting up the temple. That'd be cool to see. I mean, I think people yeah. would be... And, and honestly, you don't even have to do so much de-aging to Mark Hamill at that right. point. It's only six years or ten years beforehand. It'd yeah. be a cool story. It's pretty... Fa- I mean, we go back to Tron, right? Where the first time we saw the Jeff Bridges, the reboot of Tron, or the, or the new Tron movie. The first time we kind of saw it in that big big scale. And it's kind of like you can go back to Jar Jar Binks. You look back and you go like, hey, I'm the best is at the forefront of this motion capture. Circus comes along, Lord of the Rings perfects it, and the technology gets better. Uh, I think I think now it's 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 not a weird idea. Yeah. And I would look again, again, watching Rogue One last night. I really do love Tarkin in that movie. And now just on my big screen, on my house where I'm typing and looking up, I kind of can't tell the difference. You know right. what I mean? On the on the In the theater, yeah, the Uncanny Valley was there. But just I, out of the corner of my eye, it seems like Peter Cushing's there. And that's the crazy yeah. thing is that that's right now, right? And that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's yeah. 2016. Yeah. In 2020, four years, that's yeah. what they'll be able to do. Look yeah. at what they can do now. So in 2030, there's going to be those people. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, young yeah. Bruce Willis is going to be running around Nakatomi again and right. in a different adventure. I'm going to believe it because it's, they're going to have another actor actually pretend and act yeah. better than Bruce Willis. This will be around the time that the robots are running the world, but I'll be okay with it. Right. Uh, what are you right, I do yeah. have a quick question for both of you guys. Sure. Yeah. What do you think will be with, you know, Donald Gleason knowing everything? Do you think there'll be a rift there with, you know, because we saw he tried to take him out when he was, was laying fun. down. Was so do you think there might be kind of like this shadow group inside of, you know, the First Order? Like, look, you know, Kylo got to go. And, you know, kind of like that butting heads. Cause I could see it. You can't take a smackdown like that in front of your in front of your subordinates, and right. you know. But he kept taking smackdowns. He did it twice. He got thrown well, yeah, into things. Snoke choked well, that, him out. That's Snoke. That's Snoke. Count. I know. Yeah, I Snoke. I think that there's more to do with Snoke. So, and I think that there's going to be some other stuff that happens down the line, or whether or not uh, Kylo's on the run. I don't know. Um, but I do think. I hope that they bring in because I forget which dictionary it's in the visual dictionary of the, where they say Snoke had another apprentice oh uh, yeah I think it is in the last Jedi one yeah. it is right I think, yeah. I think like, yeah Pablo I, puts those little morsels in there Look. I hope that they use it because we're going to talk about it a little later that mm-hmm. they don't always listen to the story group mm-hmm. and let you know people kind of run rampant <laughs> without the story group but I hope that they do that that would be cool because to see then it goes right into what you're asking and I think that they could do that 
because that was my point of what I wanted to see more with the um, New Republic is that in the books and what they showed is, yeah, we won the war against the Empire, but like any other government, yeah. there's two opposing sides and they want to take themselves out again because there's just because it turns into a business, really, and there's no one yeah. to worry about over here. And then the rise of the First Order happened. But the same thing can happen inside of the First Order here. Now, we're yeah. the First Order and they have this corruption, if you will, and, and Kylo Ren or whoever it is are trying to take them out. But the question is, who are the other players? That's it. Yeah. It's just him and Hux. That's boring. Yeah, no, That's no. boring because Hux is an imbecile. Yeah. No, yeah. it won't be. No, I, I totally agree Poor with Hux. that. Poor yeah. He's an imbecile. <laughs> yeah. He's such a dopey cartoon character. It's just like, ah, you are he's, now. Yes, but, the, but he's so he's so real because he's at every corporate job. There is a <laughs> Hux at every job. Right. If you yeah. work somewhere with a cubicle, there's a Hux there. I, that's, <laughs> no joke. That's why I love Moden Kennedy so much. That's it's not just because he's Kennedy. he rep that smirk before he dies represents him going, My boss got here because of his dad yeah. and didn't know what to do, and this ain't like the Empire. Ray Sloan, Ray Sloan is a good-hearted villain in a weird way. She believes in the Empire, but she's good. We love Ray Sloan. But she goes off to start the First Order in the image of kind of a new image of her, uh, we're going to do it right this time. What does that mean? I love that idea. One of my favorite moments in The Last Jedi is towards the end with Hux when they're shooting Luke and, and Hux makes that joke about, uh, do you think you got him? Because it's the first time the power starts to turn where Hux is the humor is now used to undercut Kylo where Hux now goes, wait a minute. He's the supreme leader, but he's off his rocker. Right. I think I have an angle here. And that's why I would love to see Nine a little bit more play out. Yeah, yeah I mean... Uh, like the power struggle. Kennedy, by the way, it was... I wish, I wish he would have survived somehow. I just <laughs> wish... He yeah. was... It, I remember when, I, when we, yeah. you and I saw that together yeah. the first yeah. time, and I went, this is a great Star Wars character. Yeah. I remember I leaned over to you, and I was like, this is a classic Star Wars character. Like Should have launched the fighters bloody five minutes ago. So yeah. good. Like, his reaction. Oh, I love Mark that. Lewis Jones. So Shaga good. from Game of Thrones. Oh. Shaga likes axes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Such boy. a great character. All right, what's next? Uh, next, we've got, uh, well, a little character breakdown story. These things always pop up, and sometimes they're... 100% accurate. Sometimes they're not, uh, but we like to dive into it. Now, we've heard this one before, uh, and uh, I think this is originally had a story came from the Hashtag Show, but I'm reading from Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, I always want to try to credit people correctly, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm reading things on the fly, so I apologize. Uh, this is a casting call for someone to p- portray Karina, a female character here. We, uh, we heard that... Remember, we heard the Kira, not the one from Solo, but the right. one from Force Awakens that we believe became Rey. That so, was her original name in the script. Thought, right, too, yeah, yeah. And, and some of the, the designs and all that kind of stuff. So when we heard that story, it was it was accurate yeah. at the time. Kira was going to be... We saw Kira's speeder at display at a convention mm-hmm. there. So things do change, as we know. But currently, this is a character called uh, Karina. There's other characters described. That role, we heard the one described as Mara, a female lead, 40, 50 years old. Um, Caro, and there's some thoughts that... Uh, uh, these could be Carrie Russell and Naomi Aki's roles. We don't know this kind of stuff, but we get this idea of Karina described as a younger Charlize Theron with street smarts and sharp wit. Uh, oh, I love descriptions for characters. Um, a good sense of humor, solid comedic timing, and a strong voice. Anyways, what do you think about this? Well, the Mara thing is J.J. A- J. J. Abrams is, loves messing with the fans. Right. He loves... Um, he he's notorious for that to where he wants to say, Oh, I'm gonna put this out so they start Mystery talking about this. He's notorious Mystery for that. Box. Yeah. So well, but he, he does that. He does that because he's gonna they, they want it to be Mara Jade, I'm gonna say it's Mara and yeah, let yeah. him start talking about it. And they get all the blogs can say this and that. 
Not true. Um, <laughs> this other thing, the reason why I say that this is probably not a huge role um, mm-hmm. is because, they, like they said, we've been shooting for two months. Yep. I think all the major players have probably been cast already. It's not to say it won't have an impact, but I don't think it's like a, a lead role. Mm-hmm. But it could be wrong because the same thing, look, Luke is a main role, we assume, and maybe all his stuff shoots uh, now. They want to cast this character, get it in there, and, and maybe there's some crucial scenes. So I would say probably it's a smaller role, nothing too big, but I don't know. Am I wrong? Actually, I feel like it'll be small, but she'll have a big impact. Yeah, I agree. Like, it'll be... And I know people hate this term, but it'll be some type of MacGuffin, either large or small. But she'll be like, oh, I have this idea. And everybody's like, that's the perfect idea. Right, like, right, so right. I, I think she might be one of those characters. But if it's written well, I'm down. I, you know, the more the merrier. If if it's good, I don't care if the movie is like, like a Scorsese film where it's like three and a half hours or something. Like, if it's good, I don't. Look, the more characters, the merrier. Yeah, I mean, we've we've kind of gambled on this i mean last week we talked about it we think that this could and should be the longest star wars film of all time was where the last jedi clocked in i think we said yeah. it last week 226 or something mm-hmm. along those lines right. in yeah, this should remember. be the i mean the avengers infinity war was really long but it played like it mm-hmm. went pretty quick i would like to see it the same length maybe a little longer um and i'd be cool with that wrap it up uh let's go i mean i think that anytime you wrap up something epic whether it's harry potter or lord of the rings Fans will be forgiving. Is yeah, mm-hmm. let's tell the story in two forty-five. Just you know, make it make it good. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with that. I don't think this character is going to be anything uh, as far as time-wise, but I agree with Mike here. I think that uh, it sh- that it'll have an impact. Is it anything? I uh, look here. It is something because it's another you know potentially great female character sure. in Star Wars. Something we all want to as well. So uh, let's see how it factors in. Uh, I, I do. I do agree that it could be, you know, a little MacGuffin thing. It could be a little tiny thing here. I, I, I don't get my hopes too up uh, or dig too into casting calls because those could be anything. But, but uh, uh, you know, more the merrier for me in this final final story here. Yeah. Let's let's wrap it up if it's truly tied into some of the other movies. And, you know, if we're going to spend 45 minutes on, on Endor with Chief Wicked, I'm, I'm okay with that, as I've said. <laughs> hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, and Tick smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. 
on John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. So speaking of final stories, is that all we got? Uh, we got this one little one, which does have Star Wars ramifications. We and I know it. you guys talked about it a little bit oh, other yes, places yes, yes, this yes, week. Yes, yes. Ryan Johnson announced, uh, or was announced, that, uh, that he's got a new movie in the works called Knives Out. Daniel Craig signed on to star. I uh, think a little murder mystery, something like that. Um, and this is interesting because we know he's still working on the trilogy. Uh, we don't know. You know, it's never been said that he's directing all three of them or anything like that. But he's definitely developing it. Not that you can't work on two projects at once. Um, but this it throws potentially a wrinkle into the release date. Anything? I, I don't. I think it's never been. Re- it's never been talked about when the release date is going to happen, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think it causes a wrinkle at all. True. Um, True. When it initially was brought up, I, I said, "Well." What's gonna, what does this mean? And what I think it means is that come Star Wars Celebration Chicago, they're going to announce that Benioff and Weiss are releasing in 2020. And because we're not mm-hmm. hearing anything about them. Right. It right. is quiet, right? It is quiet. They're we probably hear, at work right now. That's then. what I'm saying. Yeah. So Ryan Johnson, we hear, we hear all this stuff in regards to he's still working on it, he's doing that, where Benioff and Weiss are like, we haven't heard a peep from these guys, right? I right, think right. that they're going to announce that at Celebration that, 2020, we get the first, we're going to find out what the heck it is. Then we're going to find out it comes out in 2020. And then Ryan Johnson was going to come out in 2021. Mm-hmm. This movie is smaller, I believe. I mean, in regards to, say, Star Wars. But Ryan Johnson will probably have a 2021, 2023, and then 2025. That's, what, that's my guess. What do you think? Um, I was wondering, when I was thinking about these... You know, because it doesn't seem like there's as much emphasis, or it might just because of that it's still in development. But I was wondering, could Disney be thinking about putting Ryan's stuff straight on their streaming service? Similar to how Netflix does their, like, Netflix films. Could they be thinking to do that just there instead of the big screen? But then that is a lot of money to spend. To Because I was wondering, I was like, there's not a lot of noise, but it might just be because he's still, you know, there's still, you know, do, creating characters or whatever like that but it just i was wondering i was like you know they're gonna have to sell this streaming service with something you know maybe have that straight on the streaming service but if on the big screen i figure yeah 2021 22 because he has to get this movie done and then actually develop create characters storyboard blah 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 before they even start filming yeah i believe he's working on it probably because he's probably doing both and especially when he has downtime he's probably doing both but as far as the streaming service goes i don't think this will ever see the streaming service i think that they're there i think that they're planning for the benioff and weiss and johnson is going to be their next couple theatrical releases right Mm -hmm. because they pulled back on the other ones we're not we're not hearing anything about obi-wan or boba fett anymore they're they're just going to really focus on these and if you do hear about obi-wan or Boba Fett or any of that stuff, that's where we're going to see streaming movies. Okay. But as far as what they're going to sell it on, they've already got two things they can sell it on. They got, well, yeah, they got the, Clone Wars. They got Clone yeah. Wars, and then they have Favreau's TV series. And that's the oh, one. Yeah. And Favreau's TV series, that's, that's got the budget of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And when I heard that, I said, okay, now you're doing it right. Because I've already <laughs> told you my opinion on that. I think that that's going to be the best Star Wars storytelling that we've ever seen. Because I think that... TV, McCougan and I talked about it yesterday on Cloud Alive, is that TV in general mm-hmm. is just 
so different now to where they're essentially, I was, again, watching Ozark. And the 10 episodes that I'm going to watch, it, you're, it's a 10-hour film. And what you can do, the budget mm-hmm. you can put in, and you're spending this much time with these characters to develop them. And they're going to be able to do that in the Star Wars universe. And that is where, once you get hooked on a few characters and a few of the arcs, and a few, you're in. You're yeah. going to be locked yeah. in. And, and they get, tell it. it's because they, they don't have to, like, fly by any one story. Right. They can actually spend that time. So, yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot about Favreau. On the, so, yeah, they'll be good. Yeah, they'll, well, they'll be fine. <laughs> we didn't talk about those pictures. I don't know if it was when I was out or maybe you guys talked about it, but the pictures of Favreau and, and Filoni mm-hmm. together, there's these pictures that out there. They're friends. They've, uh, Favreau has been in Clone Wars. He's been in Rebels, mm-hmm. and he's consulting. I've, I've made a prediction. I stick with it. You're definitely going to hear that Filoni is directing an episode of that show. That's where he's going to get his feet wet in the, in the, the live aspect, uh, excuse me, live action aspect, mm-hmm. and he's going to consult a lot more. So you will see Mandalorians. I know that, that Emma was thinking about that. You will see things that tie into Rebels. You will see these things because I think it's going to, it's going to help Favreau, who is already a diehard Star Wars fan. It's going to help him with the collaboration. Oh, yeah. Ken? Uh, and it's, Favreau's working, was, been working that series for a while. He said he was writing stories before he even had this opportunity because he's yeah. a Star Wars <laughs> fan. But, yeah, I, I think uh, whatever – what was the last movie? Lion King, Jungle, Jungle Book. Which well, one was the last? Lion King is coming out. That's, that's yeah. the so next – Yes, so, yeah, so he, he was working on both. He's working that, – and that, that I guess, that's, goes back to your, yep. what you were asking before with Ryan Johnson, right? If, you, I mean, if, if, if Favreau's able to work on Lion King because mm-hmm. he's still the movie hasn't come out – and he's writing this full-on series. That'll be fine. That'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, just, yeah, just cool. means he's got some busy weekends. He does. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So that's everything in the world of the movie news. Then we're going to switch on over to Star Wars canon. That's right. What's the deal with canon? Everything happening in the world of Star Wars that relates back to uh, the movies inside of comics or video games, books, TV shows, whatever it might be. And the other thing we want to make sure you guys are watching live right now Ken will be looking for some YouTube comments to ask some questions. The Collider Facebook, the Collider Jedi Council fan Facebook group, go over there, ask some questions over there. And, of course, hashtag Collider Jedi Council. And it's time to ask some questions. That's where we'll be choosing from. Now we're going to move over. And, Ken, what's first up on the Canon? All right. I'm on uh, comicbook.com. And our friend Alex... Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained was at Dragon Con. Give him this due. Yeah, Who this, is he? Who's he is, Alex Damon? He is the Star Wars movie trivia champion. Thank you. How yeah. you it's hard for you to say. Eh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm retired from active competition. Now, you guys go do. You, when did that happen? Uh, you announced it uh, recently. I'm going to let the young kids fight. All right, fine. I'm managing now. Oh, I'm, gonna find, okay. I'm finding talent to take down Alex. Uh, uh, that's fair. Do, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm working on a yeah, plan. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> He was at Dragon Con. He was at a panel. He's on several panels. Uh, Alex and uh, Molly out there. She's doing a great cosplay. She's appearing on cam- uh, 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 panels. They're a Star Wars power couple. And Alex tweeted out, according to Henry Gilroy, one of the writers of the Clone Wars series, uh, Wolf, one of the uh, clones that people do love, Wolf, uh, likely carried out Order 66, killed some Jedi, and removed his chip afterwards. And this could be something that maybe factors in a little bit into the upcoming Clone Wars, or it's just some little fun fact as we, again, we don't know that seventh season how far it's going to go. Maybe it goes past Sith a little bit. I don't know. It could be interesting. I think we're going to lead up kind of what Taratovsky's Clone Wars yeah, the Clone Wars Taratovsky's Clone Wars did. That tied into the series, the movies so so well, and I believe that's what Filoni will do with the final what is it, ten episodes? Or yeah, 12? right, 10, 12, 10 yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah. 10, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. yeah, I mean, I'll tell you right now, just because of this series, I'm signing up to the Disney thing. Oh, I didn't yeah. even mention the, the Favreau thing. Um, but I 
What do you think about this? Like you, you're, you're really... I mean, I love Clone Wars, but Ken, I know you guys, well, and I yeah. think you, you are yeah. too, you guys are both kind of really... Well, do you think this is this is something that they're going to explore more on? I, I mean, I'm in the middle of rewatching the series again right now and kind of paying a little bit more attention because there's so many with six seasons. You forget, especially the early yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm in season two right now going, oh, yeah, oh, that's right, that happened. Uh, Wolf, uh, Wolf is popular. Wolf is known, and it's it would be one of those kind of, to me... It is one of those little tragedies of, of Order 66, which is one of my little favorite sequences in Star Wars. I think it's really, really good, really sad, really brutal when Kiati Mundy turns around and it's like, my friends are about to kill me. Uh, uh, and to know that someone like Wolf and, and, and Commander Cody, who then sh- who shoots Obi-Wan down and, and, and Boga, the Varactyl, I mean, he was a pal, he was a friend, he was a running mate. Um, I, I, that's good emotional territory to dig into. And if he does it, doesn't know why, and removes his chip afterwards... I don't know if we'll get. I don't know if we'll see that story. I think it's fair to think that season seven goes up to Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. there's some great stuff, some great content, the Kanan comic uh, that happens after Order sixty six, and I'm fascinated with that a little bit. There, we'll see. Maybe there's maybe it's an epilogue. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I feel we have to kind of at least brush up against it because we've opened the door with um, in season six where you had uh, I can't remember the clone's name, but they actually found the chip right. because he killed. <clears throat> I can't remember what Jedi, but there were twin Jedis. Right, right. He killed right. one. Yeah. And so since they've opened that door, I feel they have to kind of at least get around that and play with it a little bit, maybe go back into the detective mode, figure, okay, this happened. Could it happen again? If it does happen again, how do we stop it? And maybe we get into the wolf territory with that. Yeah. But I know they've opened the door, so they gotta they got to figure it out some type of way and at least talk about it once more. Yeah, and I think that this is something to remember. Floney uh, was d- distraught, is a good word for it, to where <laughs> he wanted to tell his story. He wa- he's a creator and wanted to close out. He got to do that in Rebels. Yeah. He, got to, he told the story he wanted to tell from beginning to end, and he didn't get to do that with Clone Wars. So I would love to know the process on how he got it all maybe because he's a he's a higher figure he's a much higher figure now than when he started clone wars even yeah. though he was handpicked by george lucas he's really respected and and i think social media has helped his prowess i think that you know his body of work has obviously helped and so the when the streaming service came in i want to know what those pitches were like and how he got in there and what he said and how it came back but the reason i bring that up is because if this is a story he wants to tell that he's always wanted to tell then yeah we'll see it if it's just a fun thing then it's just going to be a fun thing he's going to wrap up the way that he's always wanted to wrap up and mm-hmm. i'm excited to see it. what are 2020 is that one uh gosh i gotta be honest with you i don't know if it's, I, I haven't heard the official i think it's 20 but yeah. i'm not sure the service yeah. itself is what late ni- 19 yeah, yeah late 19 for, yeah. do we have first? i think it might be 19 no it, it's 19 and i think it does launch with uh with clone wars well, yeah i think you're yeah. right i think you're right i think that's what they said um all right mm. so what's uh what's next uh, up next, uh, well, our friends at the Star Wars show sat down with our friend Sam Witwer, the former movie trivia schmodown Star Wars champion. Who did he beat for that time? Uh, he, uh, he defeated uh, me. Oh. I, I did defeat him, kind of, in a, in a battle. <laughs> you did. Uh, but then, um, yeah. Um, you know, he voices <laughs> Maul, not Darth Maul. I mean, he's voiced Darth Maul, but he's voiced Maul as well, and he appears in Solo. And uh, they sat down. It looks like Carboni sat down with him. I like Carboni's beard now. It looks good. Uh, they sat down. They talked a little bit about it. M&M's but, Christian, this, uh, this brought up some stuff that you, you have some opinions about the story group, yeah. directors, people it, not using them. Well, it's my overall uh, issue with yeah. um, 
with I, what I believe is happening with the story group, I think they're not being utilized to their full capacity. I just don't think they are. I think that they you've got guys like Pablo and Leland Chi and Matt and 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 so many more over and, there. And, we, and Kerry Hart, Kiri. who's off Twitter, runs the group. We we always forget yeah, yeah, Kerry yeah, Hart. Kiri yeah, yeah. Runs oh, we all thing. do. She's just not out there publicly. Yeah. But all of them, I believe, yeah. they're yeah. being underutilized. And the reason I say that is because from the story that Sam Witwer told is that they're shooting in, re, in reshoots. Mm-hmm. They're shooting um, this mall scene, and Ron Howard wants to use the, the double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And Sam Witwer is the one who says, no, we can't do that in the timeline. It's, it's not around anymore. So he's, it's, I'm not expecting Ron Howard to follow right, up right, on right, all right. the lore, although he probably should have watched Phantom Menace to right. see, like, the, the thing got cut in half, but I'm not. But we're talking story meetings at one point. Why doesn't someone? Why isn't the story group in there going? Well, actually, you know this. Like, why aren't they utilizing them? Why isn't there yeah. at least one member of the story group sitting around? Now, look, I'll tell you what. I know Sam Witwer, um, and he probably knows more than most of the story group. <laughs> so you're lucky that that's who you cast to tell you that, though, too, because there's two options here. It's one, get the story group more involved, or hire Sam Witwer to be on every movie, because he is the, like, his, he's Rain the Man. The Star Wars consultant. He, he is Rain Man when it comes to Star Wars. He really yeah. is. I mean, that Iron Man match alone, it's, it's, it's crazy, the stuff that he knows. But, like, he... I'm glad he was there. I'm glad that he said it. It's a little minor detail. Would it have been the end of the world? I mean, for most part, no, but it's still like people... Yes, people yes would, it would. Yeah, you're, you're right. With complaints. I hate to say it, but you're it right. would. You're right. But then you could have said, hey, we rebuilt it, but yeah, yeah. I, it was, I a, diff- it was a different yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, actually, Mr. Howard, that's if what I... I mean, I probably would have been that person, yeah. Any of you guys that are watching, if you're on Twitter... You know it would have been the end. Of the, <laughs> you're right. You're it right. Would have been the end. And I think that that's why Sam kind of lent his his voice there to say, like, look, you know, this is to let you know all the stuff that I've been doing, all the stuff that Maul's been going through, and I just it's the same problem I had with Donald Gleason and like what he said. Uh, and I remember I don't remember it was episode his first eight. name. Yeah, it was, he well, didn't know his first name. But it was episode eight, right? Yeah. When yeah. we were doing the press, press for it, for it. Yeah. and someone said, "Hey, your name is Armitage," and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that until someone said it came from a book." It's like, this is stuff, that, and he said, I, that would have helped me to know from my, my character. If there's any information that lends into these books and comics and everything, too, the, the actors, they don't have to use this stuff, but they should know. Like, given, like so if, you're, if you're playing a character that's pretty well-versed in the canon, and I know that you're playing that character, I'm going to go, look, here's, here's a, uh, two pages full of everything your character has, has gone through. It's the director to say, we're going to use this, we're not going to use that, we should let you know. But if you wanted to help your character and to know where you come from, take a yeah. look. Why are they doing that? It's crazy. They like they legit are not doing it. Like, yeah, it, it's weird because when I when I watched the story, I was like, hey, this is good that they're taking input from Sam and you know he's he's there and they're receptive. Yeah. But my general perception for you know uh, all of the story group and everyone at Disney that follows me and. Always listens to what I say, um, <laughs> but my idea was like, you write I a listen, script. Michael. I <laughs> listen. They write a script. Story group looks at them like, okay, cool. You know, highlight some stuff, maybe tabs, gives it back. Oh, you can do this. You can't do that. Oh, it's too early. It's not that time. Yep. And then they and then they pass it on. That's what I role. thought. That's what I thought the story group was for. No, but, no. I mean, in, no, no, no. That's what it seems like it would be about. <laughs> I, you would think, but unfortunately, it is not the case. Um, and I don't think. JJ is going to be utilizing them as much either, and um, I wish that they would. I wish that they had a bigger role, um, and people are probably like, how do you know that? 
it's just it's it's pretty clear. And, and I know that Pablo has been has written like you know well we if if someone asks we give them the information they shouldn't have to ask. They're, it should, should be given. Like yeah, this should be like a like a. This should be okay. The story group. This is okay. Let me help you guys out real quick. All right, there's a story yeah. group. All right, <laughs> and they, they they take the script, they make the notes. Then there's a representative for the story group on each set. Yeah. You know, one in Marvel, or they're making comics. One in the set, one on TV show, one in the comics and you know cartoons, and novels, all that. All right, and they they're on the phone or they're there. And then whenever someone comes up, they're like, oh, let me reach out to the story group real quick. And they call. And they're like, okay, you can do that. And then then you can do it. Right. The end. That's that's, that's yeah. how you use a story yeah. group. It's just you know it's it's just about this, it's the overall conversation that I think we had in the beginning there too. It's just my my thing was in the beginning, which I loved in 2014. I loved that. I thought it was such a it was the only film franchise that had ever done this to where they said, look, everything that comes out, comic books, novels, games, we're going to have our story group on this that it all connects, and it all is going to make sense, and it's all going to lead into it. And in Solo, they, they kind of, it was the first time, really tied it all together. with so, the, Solo was more depth, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for when they did that. Um, but since then, it's like, it's, like I said, one part of Lucasfilm, we're going to take care of the movies. You guys concentrate on the stuff you're working on over there. Work on help Floney out with, uh, with Rebels and help him out with, and then you guys work on the books and the comics, and yeah, give us some notes on some film stuff that you think that... I just think that it should they should all be like this and it just doesn't seem like it's that way. All right, what's what's next? Uh, well, that's kind of it. Can we get the it. comics coming out? I am as always behind. You are not behind on those. I've just been reading <laughs> uh, Vader nineteen and twenty, which are great. I'm behind um, on those. Uh, that series. Uh, <laughs> Look at that Star Wars cover, the Poe one. Can you imagine? Oh, it's great. I love that one. I love Han the one in the Rebel outfit. I've uh, been having a lot of fun with the Lando series. Uh, as I said, Doctor Aphra is one of my favorite characters. The comic goes into weird places, which is fine. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. deserves to be weird at times. Um, but yeah, the Star Wars series uh, Fifty Three. It's 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 not wrapping up, but they're taking it to. It's a definitely a new era of the yeah. series, so it's been going good. Michael, though you you've read those ones, right? Without uh, spoiling it, you have. Okay, without spoiling it, Lando Four uh, continues the liberation on mm-hmm. man on uh, man. I can't remember the planet. The planet, planet. <laughs> the planet yeah. with Christus. So uh, Lando and L Three are just funny together. They just are. It's. It's the perfect back and forth about someone who's like, I hate working with you, but I'm working with you anyway. And then Lando's level of, like, narcissism, yet charm, really comes through in the book. Cool. Uh, with Star Wars uh, 53, just Vader being there and saying, like, like I'm still on the hunt, you know it's real. And then with this Han... getting closer to Empire? Uh, yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then with Han saying, like, Vader's still out here. Keep your eyes, you know, keep your head on a swivel or whatever. You know, like, people are still like, yo, Vader is a real thing. Right. Uh, Afra's is just cute. Yeah. It's cute. It involves a couple. And it involves kind of like a twist where you're like, wow, Afra is, a, is just a fun character. Yeah, yeah. So Afra's great. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, if you're looking for something real cute, I think Afra's for you. If you're looking for, like, the main, main Star Wars book that's like, hey, this is between, right now, uh, New Hope and Empire, then Star Wars is for you. Even though I usually don't read those books. Mm. I've been reading Vader and Lando. Vader's. Uh, and Lando is just, it's just smoothness and mm-hmm. smuggler dirtiness and, you know, 
Yeah. Backgammon yeah. tables, <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah, they're All having right. a lot of fun with Young Lando, and I, and I really like what they're doing there. And, and uh, the Poe Dameron comic's close to wrapping up, and it, I, I really like how it's ending. It's, it's a good retrospective. And, and giving us a little bit of those answers in the shadows yeah, between yeah. 7 and 8, it mm. continues to do that quite well. All right, well, now we're going to shift on over to where it's time to talk to you. That's right. You guys, we told you you want to ask questions in the live chat right now. Go ahead and do that. The... Tweets. All you got to do is hashtag Collider Jedi Council. And that's right, the Collider Jedi Council Facebook page. All three of those mediums are going to get you a chance to have one of your questions read. Ken, what do you got? Yeah, all right. I'm going uh, I'm going to read this one live first because live. he's been mm-hmm. tweeting me uh, throughout the show trying to get my attention. I, I see you. I see you, Jacek. Jacek Hedjuk, uh, Old Skull 5, asks us a couple questions, but I like this one here. What creature would you like to see again the most? And, sub-question, what creature in Star Wars did you never like? And creatures will, we'll, we'll say maybe not characters, more creatures. I yeah. have an answer that's somewhere between both, but what do you got? I'm going to shock you on the, oh. uh, on the creature I want to see. Want to see again. In episode nine. Just Okay, nine, specifically nine. I want to see an Ewok. Well, God bless you, it's about time. I Chief do- Wicket. Well, I don't want to see them get involved in a core storyline, yeah. but I don't want to just see them, you know, in the back, you know, buying an egg salad sandwich. I want to see them like eat your mama. Yeah, right. I want to see them doing something. Like, I did like, like peak, I'll, like peak buff from the last shot. You I was what? just gonna mention. Okay. I okay. love that character yeah, because yeah. it was like a little piss off Ewok mm-hmm. who was really intelligent. It was like on a smartphone. Like it was. Yeah, a, yeah. I got this. Whatever, it's guys. A, yeah, what are you? These were just a bunch of chirping yeah. idiots. And the same thing what they did with that that Gungan. I yeah, think yeah. In, was that, that the was last shot as well. Last shot as well. It's like we all don't speak in that accent. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, look. <laughs> yeah, We didn't know him. You yeah, remember right. when you met him? Yeah. We had ostracized him. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think as far as the ones I don't want to see, the from the the Return of the Jedi noodles. How does it? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't need to see that stupid thing ever again. Uh, yeah, that's Jedi rocks. Jedi rocks remains the the biggest pain in my Star Wars life. (laughs) But yeah, not the original. The original Laptine. The original was great. With it, yeah. I had it bumping the other day on iTunes. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The musical stylings. Yeah, awful. Uh, I'm no Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, <laughs> oh, you took a lot of heat for that one. That I don't Instagram. care. I'll tell you what, man. That was a that was one of the craziest. I, I love. I mean, it's not Jedi Council here, but I I am I love uh, Eminem. Love him. He got shredded. He got shredded. <laughs> he, now that kid's gonna pay for it, but 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 he got shredded. Sorry. Got yeah, it. like because because hip hop fans can be just, it. It could be yeah. tough. But yeah. uh, my oh, Nox. I didn't even look at the comments on it. Minox, you yes. don't like or like? I do like. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I feel like a swarm of them could be a scary kind of scene. Not yeah. horror scary, but maybe like uh, anxiety kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, and then, even though I kind of want to, but I also figure we don't really have a place for them anymore. A rancor. Mm, I, you I know, like I kind of want to see it, but it's always a like, place for a rancor. <laughs> always. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of yeah. want to see it, but then yeah. I'm like. Nah, it's just yeah. your yeah. time is done. Oh, yeah. the, ro- the rolling eyes, the rolling ball eyes. Oh, that's my, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the raptor. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. one of my. I don't know if it's my least favorite character. Just, I don't need to see it. I again. did. It did. It, it was. It's not one of my favorite. I wonder sequences. what they look like in the wild. Um, like no. they're just in their own. Well, habitat. In, in the first issue of the Darth Maul series, the 2017 right. or 18 Darth Maul series, he there's a hunt, oh. group hunting them and Maul. And they look cool. And in it that. looks different. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah so okay. that's why I don't say it's my least favorite character. Uh, and, and even though, like the Borg Gullet, once you learn more about it, it's just not my Borg favorite gullet. thing in, yeah, in Rogue Borg One. Gullet. 
but it's it, if you read the description of it in the novel, it's a little bit better. Uh, the the one that's a creature slash character that I it's my least favorite is um, is is Riff Tampson from the Clone Wars. And that's the shark. And, oh Imperial. right, yeah. That's those, those that's where I kind of I kind of thought he was uh, alright. And look at it, Mieber Gascon. Our friend Stephen Stanton voices Steve uh, Mieber. I give Stephen uh, uh, junk every time I see him about Mieber, and he loves it. Um, I do the, the character's fine, but it's just it's a frog. Yeah. And that's where I, no disrespect to Dave because I love the Clone Wars and I do want to see more from Dave Filoni. But he has yeah. fun creating those kind of things too. <laughs> if you had, that's so a, that's that's, that's, a, that's a good song. This, we got to get you in the studio. <laughs> All right, right, to the Facebook group we go, and this is from, I sound like John McLaughlin there, next issue, Morton Contraki. Yes, I just made a reference to the 1980s. All right, Josh Lofton, he says, isn't it reasonable to assume that no one answered Leia's call in The Last Jedi because she lost most of her credibility when it was discovered that she is the daughter of Darth Vader? So this is fun because this, this, let's be the story group ourselves. Yes. We know in Bloodline, that's the major plot point. We knew as kids growing up or fans growing up, well, they, she's the daughter of Vader. Well, the galaxy didn't. That emerges. That causes problems. I love that angle inside because, I mean, you look at mm-hmm. just politics in general, right? Like yeah. if, what we go through watching all this stuff and the way that they play politics. They use it as a pol- political point inside mm-hmm. a bloodline mm-hmm. to expose her. Right. But here's the thing with that question. Um, the majority of the people who exposed her and the majority of people who had an issue with her Dead. Dead. They got blown up on Hosnian Prime. Yeah. So the people who really, like, the other people, you know, that are just these pockets, maybe they have a couple issues with it. But, I mean, yeah. not not, a, not big enough to hold this big thing of don't help her because of this. Because what she's ultimately fighting for, she was right about. That was the thing. Yeah. The reason right. what they were, what she was making a stink saying that the new, that the First Order was going to rise up again. And everyone's like, no, they're not. You're making a stink about nothing. You just want to fight because you're Vader's daughter. You got this. That's what they were. But she proved her point. First Order showed up. Yep. They wrecked havoc, and they blew up the, the government. So be, you'd be stupid to say, well, you'd be like, you know what? Darth Vader's kid was right. So let's go. <laughs> Darth Vader's kid was right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great point. Great point. Starkiller Base was kind of uh, destroying the five planets in the Republic's uh, Navy. Kind of was like, uh, well, I, uh, I told you so. Uh, anyone left might be afraid. I think that's a good point. Uh, might not have the resources, a lot of reasons, but it could all tie together. I mean, there, uh, there could be someone out there going like, <laughs> yeah. right. It's Vader's daughter. Like super yeah. self-righteous. I want like, nothing oh, of this. Right. Yeah. Oh, please. Right. But nah, I, even if some of those people were still alive, I think it's been long enough to let it go. Well, you let have let that it one, go. Although you have that one guy. Look, she's Vader's kid <laughs> and her son is a scumbag. <laughs> He's the one to blow up everything. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. I heard a boy is on the first order. You know, right. I heard that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's not a matter of the Vader's kids. Like, yeah, she's good, but his son, <laughs> he's an a hole. <laughs> All right, what's next? That's accurate. Oh, uh, that's accurate. I don't know why I became the guy in uh, so Coming accurate. to America. I don't know, but I like it. I like it. I think it's all right. Hey, we talked Lewis's ass. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for. But what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. 
And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Uh, we we talked about this a little bit, but let's dive back into it. Matt Christofferson uh, writes, uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at cliffhanger89. Uh, sliced low fan, maybe? I don't know. The cliffhanger was, what, 93? I don't know. Uh, thoughts <laughs> on the possibility of the introduction of a third faction that could go up against the Jedi and the Sith in future movies? So he's not just talking about nine, something like the Eternal Empire for Knights of the Fallen Empire. Uh, new colored sabers to be introduced to differentiate which color. Uh, you know, could uh, again, go time back to our First Order discussion. Someone else emerges. Uh, not yet. Not I yet. Wanna, I'll go, because we haven't gotten... And this is one of the things I think a lot of people complain and I've been guilty of it for sure, is that not enough lightsaber fights, not enough, not enough force using yet in, mm-hmm. in the new movies, too. But the answer to that, I think because we're so, when you watch, like, the prequels, there's a lot of lightsaber fights, and then it's like, well, those are the last lightsaber fights we're ever going to get. And the new trilogy, we're going to get a lot more lightsaber fights, and we don't. And like, ah, we're not going to, we still have the mindset of, oh, we're not going to get any more lightsaber fights. Well, you'll probably get a bunch of lightsaber fights in, uh, hopefully, in the Benny Off and Weiss stuff. Mm-hmm. There's going to be other things that we see. There's going to be other uh, factions. But I want to see the rise of the Jedi and the Sith first. Let me see that first. Let me see, let me see all, let me see some great Sith Lords. Let me see some great Jedi, new Jedi that I don't have to rely on just the, uh, the Skywalkers and the Kenobis and new people. Let me, let me establish some new Jedi Knights and some new Sith Lords for me and some, some medium somewhere. And then we can do new factions later on too. I, I just, I'd like to see the establishment of these things first in another realm. I think this is the perfect time for a new faction, though. And I always love having a third party to kind of like, you know, because then you never know who to team up with. Kind of like, and this is separate, but in Voltron, when Lotor was like, oh, I'm good now. People were like, oh, well, okay, maybe you're good. Maybe we can work with you. So because this is a perfect time for a new faction to say, oh, First Order is weak. Look, they couldn't even stop. They couldn't even stop one Jedi. They're weak. Our time is now. So that could be cool, you know, have someone come in, a new player where both people like, maybe the rebels are like, whew, thank God they're shooting at somebody else. And then, like, right. and then you know, them sort of team up, but then sort of be like, eh, I'm not cool with you. You know, that would be something to help keep the next trilogy going. Is, you know, they're not going like to do a, another trilogy after this one. Oh, really? I don't think so. Never? I, 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 mean, I don't know, about. maybe in like 10, 15 years. There's no plans now. We thought yeah. never to, but yeah. I, I think that would be a missed opportunity, though, if they just introduce somebody new and don't... If you're oh, gonna yeah, do if that, they're going to end it now, then... But, yeah. but why not do Knights of Ren if you're going to do that? If you're going to have a battle within, then you have yeah. Knights of Ren turns against the Resistance, but still fighting against uh, the First or, uh, yeah, Excuse yeah, yeah. me, the, the, fighting the Resistance, but then goes against Kylo Ren and, yeah. and Hux. That I'm something cool. we know, something we've established. Because you've already established that they could say, you know, Kylo is turned from the 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 uh, turn from the evil ways. You ain't evil enough, and then they go after him. Yeah. And then yeah. okay, okay, cool. I'll lose yeah. my mind. By the way, we didn't even bring this option up last yeah. time. If Dominic Monaghan and Matt Smith, if yeah. they're Sith lords together, if the, we didn't bring that up last week, like uh, twiddle evil and twiddle whoever. One's the yeah. master, one's the apprentice, and they've been laying out for. I mean, this goes back to yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a faction we know already. But what if they've been hiding out in in the in the back, like the way Darth Bane did? Darth Bane sat around for a long time, right, right, like just hiding out, so, so waiting what? to get to expose. And then he finally took his moment yeah. and did it. Same thing with Plagueis, you know, you know, not as, not as much canon anymore, but. 
took their moment and attacked when they could. So maybe the Sith has been building up again, right. and maybe it, it, the chances of that are slim to none. Slim, but I'd be yeah. cool with it. If you listen to the soundtrack of Doctor Who Season 11, it syncs up to uh, Palpatine's <laughs> music. Uh, I, look, I love that. I, for, in terms of just Episode 9, it's got to be Knights of Ren, something we know. We don't have to time a, yeah. a third movie. I would love if, you know, Ray Sloan shows up and she's got a golden bathrobe on and she's like, the First Order is mine, bitches, and the fight's yeah. on. I, it's not going to happen. She's keeping it really classy. It's not going to happen. It's, it's a classy Yeah, yeah. Ray Sloan's there. Like, I've just been waiting. Um, but in terms of like, the overall picture, going back to the Jedi and Sith, I like to say, I, I think you're right. I think if, if it's Benny Alpha Wise, whoever, we need to establish that on the screen in a big capacity. But. The book, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, that was a weird book at times, The Flea, Living on Salacious Speak Crumb, all the stuff. It, oh, it, right. it does a great job tying into a lot of the stuff in Last Jedi. It also introduces Luke learning about the Tide, Luke learning about the Mist Weavers, who are these other Force users, and who a lot of them, the people who, who use the Tide on Luel, which is where he gets the fishing pole, are like, no, nah, you don't have claim to the Force. It's not dark and light. It's just one thing. Uh, and so it presents this, you know, I'm not saying that there's going to be evil Tide users, which sounds like a bad commercial for <laughs> cleaning your clothes, but the idea of another group that's like, no, yeah. we use the Force as well would be interesting. But I think you're right. On the big screen, if we're going to go establish anything Old Republic, let's let's spend some time with yeah. the Jedi versus. Down the line, I'm cool with it. I just yeah. think Episode Nine, I said, would be too forced, especially for only even if we're looking at two and a half hours or more. Right. There's only so much you can fit in. Right. All right. What's right. next? Right. Uh, there's a little fun one here from Justin Gilmore. Just a Facebook group. Uh, this is back to Twitter here. Yeah. He says, uh, "What Star Wars quote do you use most in your daily life?" Uh, almost there. Every time. Stay on, on target and almost there. I use all the time. Uh, dealing with uh, Twitter trolls, feel your anger. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll just respond with just that. They like jump in and I throw some hate at me. I'm like, feel your anger. anger. <laughs> uh, I think the thing I've said most in my life because of my stand-up comedy career is nine num, but that I don't use it a lot. I always, I always say I answer this other places too where. Uh, Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi going, that's the last mistake you'll ever make. Yeah. Uh, mm. use that. I've used that in conversation to friends <laughs> and uh, sometimes just driving my car. Um, full on yeah. threats. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is that's, that's definitely a threat. Yeah, you got yeah. a lot of dark side of you, yeah. buddy. Well, yeah. So did Luke. So gotta did Luke. Got to keep that in check. Luke's yeah. failed Finally, before. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. I was, so McCougan and I talked about it. We did, the, uh, we did an episode of Harloff and Ellis, and yeah. Ellis wasn't there, so McCougan filled in, right? Yeah. And we started talking about the endings that were supposed to happen that never happened or mm-hmm. alternate endings right and we talked about a bunch of them there was a i never heard of this before um so lucas pitched an ending to return of the jedi that i didn't know about um and i don't know if you've ever heard about I this don't know. so he pitched it in the room and what he wanted to do was the same ending of return of the jedi he takes off the mask of for vader right but then he puts it on himself and he says, I am now Darth Vader. I have, I and, have heard that. And then that, he goes yeah. and he attacks the, the rebels and he ends in the dark side. Um, horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, but what it would explain was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. When it blows up and Luke sees his face in there, too. I still think right. you can yeah, connect you it all because yeah, yeah. it's still like he's, he, he could go down that path if he's right, not right. careful is ultimately what it played into it. But he was talked out of it. And yeah. I'm glad that he was. Yes, probably Lawrence Kasdan. Probably uh, I've heard that, and it's uh, it's sometimes so weird. You hear these urban yeah. legends and myths, and they grow, and it's like he uh, said it. This was he said it. Yeah, yeah. I O nine interview or something. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's right. Yeah, I, I have heard that because some of them come from Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, like ah, I wanted Luke to have a yeah, and they grow and become fact. But yeah, I think yeah, I have heard that one. That yeah. would have been that would have been no thanks. 
I know that. Downer. I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad with how it ended. Yeah. Like yeah. Jedi Sometimes you're like, happy, oh, yeah. man, that would have been cool. But this one, I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Nah. I mean, I'm if okay. he had gone on and made his own 7, 8, 9, and yeah. 87, and 90, and 91 or something like that. Yeah, that he was talked out of that. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone was uh, talked out of having Rocky uh, throw the, the fight against Apollo to the, to the mob. Which is also oh, would have been well, against welcome character. to Collider Rocky Talk. There you go. All right, All right what's uh, what's next? Let's do uh, uh, one more. One more. This is from the Facebook group, Grayson Rodriguez. He says Riley on the Rule of Two, the other podcast here it. on the feed with Mark Fernandez and Mark Riley, and you guessed this week, right? Um, no, no, we, didn't, we, we I'll tell that. In a okay. Uh, they pitched a Luke Skywalker standalone film with Mark Hamill set six to ten years before The Force Awakens. Now, I know you brought this up, but I, yeah. wanted, I wanted to go into this a little bit more. Buy or sell? There's a story there, and I think fans will love to see the classic Luke from Jedi one last time. So let's close the show going back to that discussion. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, well, I obviously buy the idea, um, and I forgot that it was even a question, to be honest. And first of all, Rule of Two, which is the show that airs on Wednesday with Mark Fernandez and Mark Riley, that is on the Apple Podcast. If you guys want that show, you go and subscribe to the Jedi Council podcast feed, and you can also watch it. It's going to be on the Collider Podcast Network. So it's TV Talk and uh, clips from Collider Live and The Witching Hour, uh, a, lot, a lot of great shows over on that channel, so make sure you go over there. But it wasn't on this week because both Mark Fernandez was out and Riley was out as well. But that I, I forgot that Riley didn't pitch that, and we're on the same page because I think that because of the de-aging thing and everything we just talked about, I think you absolutely could do it. And again, if you shaved Mark Hamill, you I don't think you necessarily need to have to do do that. But yeah. I think people would be because I think everyone when you say if you called it Skywalker, right? Just the standalone movie was called Skywalker. Everyone would think, all right, well here comes Sebastian Stan, and and we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna get that young Luke thing. But what if they threw it in and it was Mark Hamill in his own movie when he was still running around as the powerful Jedi and they set that. I think, I mean, I know that they're skeptical because I think Solo is really going to p- put them on the, 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 the warning, which is unfortunate because they, they think all their standalone movies now, no one cares. And, and there were so many different circumstances that made Solo not work. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't because of the, the interest. It was, it was a lot of, there was a lot of different factors going on. It was the timing of it. It was the release of it. This is so much. Um, I think a Skywalker movie set six years before The Force Awakens with Adam Driver and Mark Hamill would do very well. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into that, especially if we're going to get a, you know, he will be younger, but a more kind of like a... Positive. Yeah, uh, but not only positive, but kind of like at the forefront of the fight. You know, um, even though we did get some boss activity at the end of episode eight, um, but someone who's like still got the the belief that we can change something, we can make things better uh, because, you know, that is a part of life as well. Unfortunately, there's also a part of life where you just lose all hope. But um, I think that would be great to see him in that role and then see, of course, the, you know, the youngster coming up up under him, you know, Adam doing his thing and just kind of being filled with that hope. Because then we can see, like, whoa, wow, this is how great it was. And then that informs so much more on when the, you know, you see him in the fire and he puts his hand on R2. I think that informs a lot more on that scene. Yeah, I do. Ken, you think a a standalone Skywalker story? Because you could call it Skywalker, right? And you would essentially be telling the story of Ben Solo, who is a Skywalker, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Luke. 
possible? Yeah, I, I look, man, I just spent two hours in Force Nurse last week tracing the journey of Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi to The Last Jedi, and there's so much in there to mine. Uh, and, uh, you know, until this year would we have thought that you could have put Mark Hamill in a movie that's set 10 years ago right. just because, you know, he's, he's got, like me, got the gray in the beard. Uh, just for men, but it's a little bit more now. So there's a lot there, particularly with the fall of, of, of Ben Solo. Yeah. There's so much there, uh, uh, you know, leads into... I think we are on the same page where I am. I don't know if you are, but like the, the, the redemption of Kylo, I don't know if he's redeemable. Was Vader redeemable? Maybe not either, but, but there's so much to why Ben Solo fell, why he was forced into – was he forced into training? Was it you're going to military school? Your dad kind of doesn't know what to do with you as a father. He loves you, but I'm, I'm running the galaxy. Uh, here's your crazy uncle. He's been off searching, uh, living right. in Exogorse and studying Mistweavers and all this stuff. He's going <laughs> to train you. Uh, and here's Snoke whispering in your ear. Who is Snoke? Like, oh, there's so much there. There's deep Star Wars lore there. My problem with the turn now with, with uh, Kylo Ren isn't necessarily just the fact that he's killed his father. He's done all this stuff. He tried to kill Luke. It's not yeah. just that. Because the argument can never be made, well, Vader did a lot more awful stuff and he came back, right? I just think it's a tired story beat at this point. I think that that is true. That is true too. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with it now. It's it's not just that he's not redeemable. It's the fact that, well, we're going to tease you in episode eight, which I like the way that they did it. They teased it well that he was going to he was going to turn right, and mm-hmm. then he mm-hmm. didn't. He he turned, but he didn't turn to the good. No, he turned. No, he turned no, to no. get the power. Yeah, and that's the thing that 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 to me is like keep him bad. It's like we yeah. because now it's now you're just going over the same story beats that you did in the original trilogy if you do that and you're going over the same story beats that you'd already tried to tease in episode eight but now this time it's real it's like no we teased you last time but this time he's really gonna go face it's like no i'm 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 good so he does have that soft spot for his mom though because remember he put his fingers on the on the trigger and he was just like you know what true you know so he does have that one little soft spot but do i think he's redeemable no i'd prefer him to just stay I guess power hungry, uh, angry, you know, filled with rage. I think it actually helps his type of character. Um, And then it informs on the rest of the First Order and how they'll react around him. Because he's definitely unhinged right now. So I do want to see the fallout of that. Mm -hmm. Like, can the First Order stand with someone running them that is completely off? Like, he's off. Yeah, he's done. That's a good political question for all of us to ask. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Final one, because we're live, because we're live. Kai Peterson at KaiCP4 just tweeted this. Assuming Kylo does not get redeemed in Episode Nine, do you see any other possible way for this trilogy to end other than with with his death? No. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah, I I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we're doing another trilogy within the next, say, say if they're going to start, you know, 10, 11, 12 in 2000, Say uh, 2023, something like that. Uh, there's no reason for him to stay around. Yeah. Going to get rid of him. Um, you know, maybe another, another, uh, you know, uh, battle between him and Ray, or maybe he's overtaken by uh, the um, Nice Ren, who say, you know, like you are out of pocket now and you got to go. Um, so either one of those, I'd like to see. You know, maybe his own rage turn on him, or Ray best him, and you know, it's like, look, this is. This is for truth and justice and the galactic way. I think you can get a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ray's got to be the one that takes him out. Yeah, okay. I, I would hope. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's our show. Where, where I am. Uh, we're going to this Collider Jedi Council every week here, every Thursday. Make sure, once again, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or for Android users, go to the Podcast One app. Go ahead and subscribe to that feed. I'm really happy with the, how 
many of you guys have been downloading the episodes and listening to it, whether it's work or the gym. It's it's been great. And Rule of Two on Wednesdays. And thank you to both of our guests today. Mike, where can I find you? You can find me at that nerd soul. That's right. T H A T N E R D S O U L. Uh tweet at me. Let's talk, you know, Star Wars, of course. Let's talk Voltron, whatever. If it's power or green leaf, those things are going on now as well. Uh if you hate it, if you love it. We can still get it on in um, them comments because uh, I can feel their anger. But, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, just search Nerd Soul on YouTube. Find me, holler at me, subscribe. Let's chill. And Mr. Ken Apsock, you'll be at the live event on Saturday? I am absolutely going to be at the live event on Saturday. If you guys have not been, you're local and you're still thinking about coming, there's some tickets left. About right, there. 14 They're tickets They're left. going fast. It is a fun Ooh. time, fun event. You'll probably see me walking up the street with some leftover chicken wings and a beer. Not chicken wings for where? I don't know. I just go someplace. I'm, I'm going to have to. I'll come with yeah, you. I, I, I'm going to get some blue I'll cheese or ranch. Uh, I like going ranch. Yeah, yeah. blue yeah. cheese or ranch. I don't, I don't do blue cheese or ranch. Really? Just straight up. I get. Oh, uh, cool. I like either. If you want to gift me some wings on Saturday, <laughs> uh, either garlic parmesan or garlic pepper, oh. or I will take something hot and spicy, like a Cajun kind of spice. I, I, I'll, I'll take that too. A spicy like take. Uh, right, but I, I will be there. Oh, yeah, follow yeah, me yeah. at Ken like for all my adventures, including YouTube and Instagram and all that good stuff. That is a lot of good stuff. And for me, at Christian Harloff, make sure if you haven't been watching, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. PST, Collider Live. That's right. It's our two-hour show every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Had a great show yesterday. It was one of the best shows that I think we've done so far. We talked about um, composers and and Brett ran around annoying people in the office. It was fun. So go ahead and listen to that show. You can also find that on Apple Podcasts. And thank you guys very much. May the force be with you. Always.